Hey, Coco. Hi, Tess. How's Welcome tea back. Tea time's just grooving. I'm excited to tell you about my tea today. What is it? Um, thank you for asking. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Moroccan mint. And Ooh. it's a green tea. And it's just really refreshing. Um, it reminds me how many different ways like good can taste. You know what I mean? I feel like tea does a good job of that. You you forget how many how many ways things are pleasant. Oh, I like how you phrase that. Thanks. What mm. kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking um herbal honey turmeric chai. Oh. Mm. And it's from the Yogi brand that has the little, uh, like you get a little saying on each tea bag. Oh, oh my gosh. And What's... I have two because this is, I have two tea bags. Okay. What do they say? Tell us. Okay. One says, be kind to others, but always be compassionate to yourself. Mm. And the other says, our creative consciousness is not limited. Huh. I wonder if maybe those will be able to be used in this explanation of shadow today. Mm. I invite you, little tea, tea tarot, to come back in later in our conversation. Mm. Cool. Mm. So today we're going to be talking about shadow. And this is a concept that never ceases to baffle me with um it's just confusing and and one thing you said that I thought was so interesting is um shadow presents as truth. And so it just seems like it's a little chameleon inside of your psyche somewhere that's just trying to pull little tricks on you. That's how I picture it. <laughs> can you can you give us a little introduction to the topic of shadow? Yeah, of course. It's I like yours though. The chameleon inside <laughs> of us playing tricks, because it is a bit like that. It's a transpersonal psychology term. I think Carl Jung really brought it to light. And the shadow represents aspects in us ready for embrace and healing that we can identify because we're projecting them onto others. And we can identify the, the, the <laughs> projections because we're either envious or like yeah, jealous, envious, want what they have, or really don't like someone. And so I remember uh, with Alberto Viodo, that's where in the Four Winds Institute, that's where I started to really study it. And they explained it well. It's anytime we have a strong 
emotional response to something, someone, it's an opportunity to look inside at something that's ready for um, embrace and healing within us. And that's shadow. Okay. So I have uh, I have a little bit of experience in this in this realm. And one thing that is really confusing about shadow, I think, is that sometimes you get a strong emotional response and you can't really identify. It can be tricky to identify like specific attributes. And I think when you're looking at transforming, embracing a space within yourself, the specificity is kind of important. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's not, but how do you identify like sort of the really raw areas that you, that you're projecting externally that exist internally? Well, does that question make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Because shadow by its nature is confusing because it's our our wounds say that I didn't feel loved, which actually parents I, I felt very loved um, as but say I didn't feel loved um, as a youth well my psychology of the experience of not feeling loved would train my my brain to see the world through that lens so it's 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 deep oftentimes really deep deep, deep wounding that has had years of training to develop one's perception through that lens. So it is, it is confusing. So I, I, I would like to simplify it. Mm-hmm. Essentially, if I don't like, if, if you're bothering me, say you're bothering me, Tess, I take the responsibility of going away from you and doing, doing, doing healing work around anything. So it's the specificity isn't needed to do the healing work Mm -hmm. and you can let it be a journey. So, Okay, what that means is one, you might want to have an area, and this is um, in an, a social media invitation video I made for this blog. It's it, you cruise through social media and look for people you're jealous of or you really don't like, and you write down what you don't like about them. In the in the case of like, if if you and I, if if you were really bothering me, I could write down what was bothering me about you and really like really project it like blame like blah, test 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 but I'm not doing it in a way that I'm um I'm doing it in a way to where the intention is to discover that which is in me that's ready for healing not to like prove my point and come back and argue okay. so it's nice to have as, as you're starting to do this work it written down someplace so you can revisit and say oh that's a similar theme to last time so you can get to know your themes 
But if you know the theme or not, you can go and so with shadow work, I'll do a meditation on this is I don't like that. And you point out outward. I don't like whatever it is. All one needs to do is say, I own this and I'm here. I'm here to transform, to heal the deepest core wound that that triggered. And then you hold space, which it, it, it takes training and you can press play to meditation to be guided through it. But you, your subconscious is, is contained in your body. So embodiment practices, which is of breathing and imagining transformation, feeling subtle shifts in your body within the subject matter of I don't like blank and I'm owning it as a wound within me, but I need help in transforming it. You can do it in a more vague way and still get quite a bit of healing work done that will clear up your perception and, and you know, bring you to a new place. But shadow work points to areas that need a lot of healing. And so it needs to be done often, the healing work. It's so funny, Tess. Every time I talk about shadow, halfway through, I don't know if I'm making any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's part of its nature or else I, maybe I'm not making sense. But... It's just the nature of the, uh, the, nature of the beast. <laughs> really think it's um i kind of feel like we need to invite the the tea tarot in oh yeah um, let's do it because i think it kind of sounds like i mean i might just have you answer it answer this question and so how do you interact let's say it's a relationship that is you know like central to your life to the function of your life like how do you um sort of separate yourself enough to do the healing work and like maintain that relationship while you're feeling these types of ways. Mm -hmm. Well, one is a common language around it. So anybody that's I'm close to, um, we have a language will say, gosh, that really, what you said just really triggered me and I need space in order to do healing work within myself to, to see with more clarity. And then I take that space. Sometimes I'm able to do the, the embodied clearing of core wounds while cuddling with that person you know, while still being in physical contact. Sometimes I'm not. But we have the language around taking space to do the healing work necessary to see with more clarity. So you, you have compassion for yourself. And that's the tea tarot. others. <laughs> 
<laughs> be kind to others, but always be compassionate to yourself. Yeah, I think that allowing yourself, um, for some reason, I think when you feel funny about a situation, you want to try to get to the solution immediately. And at least for me, um, I, I want to like jump on a solution right away so that I can, you know, move on, move forward, move out of whatever like stickiness that I feel I'm feeling. Um, but I think it's really, really important. It's sort of a responsibility, like you said, to allow yourself the time to step away and, and transform and process and heal so that you can kind of see the bigger picture of the situation. Yeah. And if we take into account the amount of wounds that we've experienced emotionally, personally, but also in our lineage and communities and collectively as a species, we have a lot of tender healing to do in order to to sit in a place of compassion. In order for me to feel compassionate, I need to feel safe. But if something that you said or some way that you are triggered a, a reaction in me to not feel seen or loved or included or that you're, you know, a, a through whatever the amount of, of potential triggers is, you know, there are lots of them. And so to, I think, have the understanding that we all need a lot of TLC at a deep core level to allow for our individual and collective healing to take place layer upon layer upon layer and that we use our shadows and our projections as an opportunity to go in that feels important coco what how can you differentiate a sort of shadow projection from like a real intuitive sense about a person or a situation you know like I feel like there's also like something inherently in this that can physically respond to like an external stimuli that tells us that we're not safe or you know we're being like tricked or manipulated or or something like that mm -hmm. well this definitely if this is a conversation we have when we're physically safe. If we're not physically safe, we get out of there. So that's first and foremost. This is, if you're not, if you're in an abusive relationship in some, in what it, leave. That's, if, in this moment, I mean, I'm, that's a whole nother talk. Um, but this is, so how do we trust our intuitions around um, everything else? One, we can't trust our intuition when our fear is invoked. Hmm. So we have to learn to identify if we're in fear. 
we also can't really trust our intuition if we're seen through the lens of any of our wounds. Clairvoyance means clear seeing. Clairsentience is clear feeling. And in order to clearly feel, I need to know my own triggers and wounds enough to know when they're up. So I, I spend time doing healing work there before I trust what I see and feel. I think that's so important. It's really helpful for me at least. And shadow, this is, I work with, I mean, I am I, by no means immune, but I'm by nature a very fast person. And I've slowed everything down and worked a lot with not speaking and not acting. And doing, and instead committing deeply to the inner work necessary to heal my own wounds so that I may see every situation with more clarity. And that takes, it takes discipline. It's discipline redefined. It's, it's a different approach entirely. But I'm, I take responsibility in that. And, 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 and the folks that are involved with me often, like my, my dear friends and folks that I work with often, we all, we, we take responsibility in it. and it creates a different template. We might have to take more time and, and say, Hey, do you, are you sure your shadows worked through before we jump on? Like mine is, but I noticed it was triggered with this or, and when I say shadows triggered, it just means you're really, really irritating me, and I'm blaming you. <laughs> I I like what you said about that because I think we're we're fundamentally a reactionary species, especially because so often we're we're reacting from a place of coming from some some type of trauma mm-hmm. and um if we can step into a place of authority over that reaction then we can direct we can choose kind of where we direct our energy which maybe is inward for healing or external to create infinitely just like our uh just like our second tea bag said <laughs> That one, let me see. Our creative consciousness is not limited. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, (laughs) that's the things, I don't want to be operating from a place of wounds. I want to be operating and proliferating, creating from a place of possibility and creativity and joy and service and co-creation. And so, Shadow is an opportunity to direct us. When I'm in trigger, that's 
my opportunity to go and to ask for assistance from the universe as I do a meditation and breathe or, you know, whatever embodiment practices, that's where I tend to be a curriculum creation machine and do something that embodies transformation of the core wounding so that our energy can be directed in ways that we choose rather than are subconsciously predetermined. Can you um, just give a couple of, of practices in order to gain more clarity? I know Ujjayi breathing is one of them totally, but what are you actually doing when you're Ujjayi breathing? Well, I do, I'm an energy healer and I like to demystify energy healing so we all can do it. And so in the meditation, we'll guide you through, you think of somebody you don't really like, either personally, personally or politically. And it, so you think of the person and then, I mean, let's just try this. Think of someone you don't like. It just really bothers you. And did you notice your, your body changing? Your mm -hmm. feelings in your body change? Mm -hmm. What happened? I just... My whole body tensed up a little bit. Um, I just got the sensation of irritation. I, mm -hmm. I can't quite, you know. It's hard to describe body sensations. Or we don't quite have the language around it. And you did a great job. And so that's step one. This is, it's super, it's simple. It's. I, if I know that, that you are triggering something in, in me, well, then I just go through the physical sensation. So put your hands on your body where you felt the biggest tightening. Allow everything to slow down a bit. Perhaps notice something in the room you're sitting in. Notice your breath. I let go. I am open to receive universal support in transforming the root of this wound. You don't have to know what the root is. Our subconscious healing happens subconsciously. Our brain doesn't understand it. Please transform the core energetic root. And let yourself not understand what that is. Just breathe. And notice. 
and this takes a while. So I'll guide in the meditation a, a round of this. But essentially what's happening is we slow down enough to sink into our subconscious through presence and with intention of healing the core root of our wounds without even needing to know them. We're leaning into the infinite intelligence of all that is. And the energy starts to change. And you'll note the change in energy by perhaps images or your physical sensation changing, your breath changing, maybe a change in your temperature, sense of relaxation. And there's very little thought necessary. In fact, the brain kind of gets in the way. So whenever you think when you're doing something like that, just wink at your brain and say, hey, sweetie, thank you for being so cool. But right now we're sinking into our subconscious programming via our presence and breath and intention. Does that make sense? Yes. Not Go ahead. in my brain, not in my brain, but in my body. Shadow. Yeah, it's and just so to review it's any time I mean it's it can make sense. It's say we'll just use social media. Say um somebody has a huge following and I look and I'm like, oh God. Why are they having whatever somebody's like? <laughs> it's like funny to talk about it this way, but it happens to you know, probably everyone, you look on and be like, oh, or why are they so blah, blah, blah. And it's a really easy one. It's something in me feels inadequate. Well, that part in me that feels adequate needs a big, big hug, a bunch of universal love, a bunch of universal support, breath, and the ability to transform and feel peace. Yeah, that's, I love that. That's awesome. And so that's about as simple as it can get. But it goes on all, it's like, or if, if somebody says, no, I'm not interested. There's themes in, of, of shadow. And so no, the word no. Like, do you want to come hang out? No. Do you want, you know, what? no. It's easy to then feel <laughs> icky and then also feel Again, inadequate or misunderstood or not seen. And so the part in me that feels misunderstood, not seen or inadequate needs universal love and support and to transform the wounds that would ever stop me from feeling inadequate or whatnot at a core level through intention. Yeah. Yeah. Shadow. 
<laughs> what did you notice in your room? I noticed the trees outside my window. Mm -hmm. Hi, trees. When I noticed the Mary Oliver book, I think, um, let's end. I, I'm just going to follow this intuition. I'm going to play uh, open the Mary Oliver book of poems. And I'm going to knock on it. Tick, 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 tick. Hello. Open. <laughs> and then I'm going to read this and maybe this will be the end i feel like we're at our t max time for this one i think we are it sounds great to me okay a visitor my father for example who was young once and blue-eyed returns on the darkest of nights to the porch and knocks wildly at the door and if I answer, I must be prepared for his waxy face, for his lower lip swollen with bitterness. And so, for a long time I did not answer, but slept fitfully between his hours of rapping. But finally, there came the night when I rose out of my sheets and stumbled down the hall. The door fell open, and I knew I was saved and could bear him, pathetic and hollow, with even the least of his dreams frozen inside of him, and the meanness gone. And I greeted him and asked him into the house and lit the lamp and looked into his blank eyes, in which at last I saw what a child must love. I saw what love might have done had we loved in time. I'm just curious about how much we can love each other. And committed to doing the inner work to do so. Mm. Anything else, sweets? We love you. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.